Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us on this Friday. Toll free, our number 800 941 Sean. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we'll get into Merrick Garland, who spoke earlier today. I actually, you know, out there say, oh, David Weiss was given complete authority to make all decisions in Hunter Biden's case on his own. No, he was not because he tried to pursue other venues out of state and he was stopped cold. That's not true. What Merrick Garland said then claimed David Weiss never asked for a special counsel. That, too, is not true. He has more power than the special counsel. That three is not true. And then Garland saying he'd support David Weiss testifying about Hunter's case when he deems it appropriate <laughs> with daddy's approval. Is that what you're saying? Um, one other side note before we get to all of the information we've got today, because this is this there's a lot going on here. If you put together the 1023 form allegation by a source deemed credible by the FBI, how do we know the source of that 1023 form is credible? Because we know the FBI paid the source repeatedly hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. Now, I doubt they'd pay somebody they didn't think was a good source, although they did pay the source for Christopher Steele's dossier. They put that guy, as soon as he said the dossier was total BS and bar talk, uh, Danchenko, they put him on their payroll until they eventually turned on him. Uh, so, you know, I put nothing past these people. But, uh, you know, another brand new whistleblower case, you have a 15 year vet with the FBI saying top bureau officials urged any agent that disagreed with the agency's aggressive pursuit of January 6 protesters to seek employment elsewhere. The FBI has previously boasted that their January 6th dragnet was the largest ever in the Bureau's history, including the FBI's investigation in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. Well, why didn't they listen to Lester Holt's very informative report on NBC, considering they wouldn't listen to me, uh, that discussed that they had actionable intelligence that they did not act on that could have prevented January 6th from happen happening? Why didn't they listen? I have on tape Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, Cash Patel, Chris Miller. And in the inspector general report, you have Mark Milley all saying that Donald Trump days before January 6th uh, was was willing to authorize National Guard troops. The mayor. Why didn't they ask the mayor Bowser of D.C.? Well, why did you reject in writing uh, even the idea of having troops if things got out of hand, knowing so many people were coming to your 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 city at the time. Uh, why didn't they ask Nancy, Nancy Pelosi who's too busy, you know, being filmed by her own daughter walking around the Capitol freely and with a smile on her face. 
You know, she was in charge of security. Why, why wasn't she subpoenaed? Why weren't her text messages, emails, phone records handed over? Why wasn't Liz Cheney all gung-ho about that? Why didn't Liz Cheney go to uh, police chief, Capitol Police Chief's son, and say, well, tell us about the many times you requested the guard in the days leading up to and the day of January 6th? Because she, she would have gotten an earful. And the, be- the best benefit of all that would have been they could have come up with plans and a way to prevent something like that from ever happening again because we've got to protect our institutions and our elected officials. I said that from day one. Anyway, in this case, the top official with the FBI filed a protected disclosure to the Office of Inspector General alleging the FBI Deputy Director Paul Abate told the Bureau's internal critics of January 6th related cases to seek employment elsewhere and offer to personally address his subordinate uh, agent's concerns. Sworn affidavit, 15-year vet, FBI, you go get another job. Well, maybe he was a little concerned. We had 574 riots in the summer leading up to January 6th uh, where we had thousands of injured police officers pelted with, with Rick's Brock, uh, Rick's uh, uh, rocks, bottles, bricks, sorry, it's not Rick's, bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, and thousands of injured police officers and law enforcement. We had dozens of dead Americans. We had billions in property damage. No, there was hardly any arrests. We have videotapes of people setting businesses ablaze and ransacking places. Talk about, you know, uh, letting people off the hook. Why didn't they go after those people with the same vigor? By the way, I got to love that Chris Christie was booed at the Trump uh, uh, for after attacking Trump at the Faith and Freedom Conference. He was booed giving his speech. You know, I'm running because he's let us down. Oh, OK. You didn't let the people of New Jersey down with your hug of Barack Obama in the wake of Hurricane Sandy. You didn't let the people of New Jersey down and conservatives around the country and Republicans around the country down. When uh, Bridgegate happened, yeah, I know people, they had a Supreme Court decision uh, and people say he wasn't involved. Yeah, I have a lot of questions still that remain in my mind or how he shuts down a beach. But, you know, he plops down a beach chair and is the only person he he makes it a private beach for him and everybody else in New Jersey can't go to the beaches. You know, I'm running because he let us down. He let us down because he's unwilling to take responsibility for any of the mistakes that were made, any of the faults that he has, any of the things that he's done. Okay, Chris Christie is running just to, you know, aggrandize himself. By the way, Linda, what's the reaction been by our callers to the idea that I, I have no interest in interviewing this guy? I have no patience for him. He's been living off of ABC News and giving I hate Trump interviews now to George Stephanopoulos day in and day out. You don't hear a word from him about unequal justice under the law, the lack of, of equal application of our laws. You don't hear a thing about him and Hillary Clinton. You know, no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. He's never I've never once heard him talk about it or the deleted subpoenaed emails destroyed with bleach bit and the devices. Why, why, why the double standard? You know, what about uh, FBI directors signing FISA applications with what John Durham revealed this week uh, was an unproven dossier? There wasn't a single fact corroborated in that dossier. Where's Chris Christie on that? 
Where's Chris Christie on the fact that, that you know, in, in 2020, the FBI is pre-bunking a laptop that they knew damn well was real that they had in their possession? Oh, because I guess he just wants to be a loved Republican and his only mission in life is to stalk Donald Trump. And that's the only attention he can get. Okay, do the work of your friends in the media mob. You get a big fat contract at the end of it from uh, ABC News. You'll be back with Georgie in, in, in no time. You can partner with him again. Barack Obama, by the way, is not still not happy with us. You know how long I've lived in this guy's mind? We have those old tapes. Barack Obama was obsessed with me. I'll put, I'll put Mr. Burgess up against uh, Sean Hannity. He'll tear him up. I mean, look, um, is, is Sean Hannity suddenly going to get on the airways and say, you know, I was wrong about this Obama guy. He's, he's my man. No, that's not going to happen. I think that there's a certain segment uh, of hardcore Sean Hannity fans that probably wouldn't want to go have a beer with me. There's no doubt about that. With respect to Sean Hannity, I, I didn't know that he had invited me for a beer. His opinion of me does not seem to be very high, but, uh, but I'm always good for a beer. I wasn't viewed through this prism of Fox News and conservative media and uh, making me scary. By the way, that was the interview with O'Reilly. and O'Reilly had to stick up for me in that interview. Remember that, Linda? Uh, I give him a lot man. of credit. No, he did. He said, well, Hannity's a commentator. He's given his opinion. Anyway, he's out there now complaining uh, about Fox News again. I mean, th- this guy can't get this out of his head. I have no idea why he's so obsessed with Fox News and, and talk radio. Uh, he just he cannot get over the fact that, no, um, I didn't like him. And I knew he was a phony and a radical and an extremist. And the media gave him, you know, how do I say this without being too, um, too, well, risque here. Uh, the media basically made out with him every day. They just, they, they, they just love Barack you could Obama. You just say it's a love fest. I, yeah, I like my way of saying it better. <laughs> but I mean, so he goes on, Christian Amanpour said that he believes that people watching Fox News or listening to right-wing radio skews facts and makes people feel fearful of each other. Well, I think I'd be fearful of a guy that hung out in the pews of a, of a pastor with black liberation theology at its core and the belief that after 9-11 that America's chickens coming home to roost and saying, not God bless America, but GD America. The Sunday after 3,000 Americans murdered in the worst terrorist attack in our country's history? Oh, that's okay. Never mind the fact that uh, he hung out with these unrepentant terrorists, Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers. Of all days, September 11, 2001, New York Times had an article quoting them. You know what it said? Bill Ayers quoted him and said, he wish he had done more. Part of the Weather Underground, a domestic terrorist group, an un these are unrepentant domestic terrorists. A lot of speculation about how deep that relationship ran. Nobody ever paid attention to the fact, too, that Obama, and, and remember, Linda, back in the day, I was out there. Remember I got the call from Newt Gingrich who told me, I, I got to stop. He goes, you, if you don't stop, he goes, you're risking your career. And I said, stop what? He goes, you, you are just, you are out there 
you know, hammering the Democratic presidential candidate every minute, every hour of every day. I said, yeah, because nobody else is doing it. I mean, there were a couple Don't of us, but not George many. remember George Stephanopoulos? I mean, the interview you did with Georgie, and you're telling him about all the things that happened with Reverend Wright and the fact that he associated with these no, domestic was, terrorists. I did tell him that, but I also told him about Ayers and Dorn. The story goes like this, and this is not a story. This happened. And Stephanopoulos is on this radio show the day before he is moderating a Democratic primary debate with Obama in it. And I said, uh, and I asked him, I said, can I offer some suggestions? And I think you're right. I think I did bring up the, the, the Reverend Wright issue. And I said, are you going to ask him about his friendship with unrepentant terrorists? And he goes, uh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I said, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. There are two questions that I don't think anybody has asked Barack Obama, and I don't know if this is going to be on your list tomorrow. One is his, the only time he's ever been asked about his association with Bill Ayers, the unrepentant terrorist uh, from the Weather Underground, who on 9-11 of all days in the New York Times was saying, I don't regret setting bombs. I, I, I don't think we did enough. Uh, when asked about it by the Politico, David Axelrod said they have a friendly relationship and that they had done a number of speeches together and that they sat on a board together. Is that a question you might ask? Well, I, I'm taking notes right now. September 11, 2001, of all days, uh, there was an article in the New York Times, and there are a number of quotes about Bill Ayers, and the Politico had in there the comments about uh, from David Axelrod. I think that's an interesting question that nobody in the media has really brought up. We've, we've highlighted a little bit more here on this program, but let me see if I can help you. You want any more questions? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> the Chicago Reader talked about and commented, has comments of Barack Obama, why he attended the Million Man March. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that, I don't think. Uh, that's pretty, pretty. Didn't he write about that in his book? I don't remember that in particular, but I know that he was quoted extensively in the Chicago Reader mm-hmm. December 8th, I forget the year, I'm going back a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Now, let me jump in here. not that good, George. There's two, there's two things that you got to take away from that. Number one is George did not know about Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. That's the bubble of the media. And the Democratic Party, they, they, they have no idea. Now, then to his credit, and I'm, I mean this sincerely, he looked it all up, asked about Ayers and Dorn, and Obama's answer was, well, he's, just, he's just a guy in the neighborhood, George. No, he was much more than that. For eight years as president, he hid a picture with him and Farrakhan. And I kept saying, I know it exists. Remember, Linda, I know it exists. I could never get it. And the guy that had it kept it secret and protected him the whole time. And he knew that picture existed. But anyway, he goes on to say what's true is that partly because of where you're getting your news or following some right-wing radio host uh, or watching Fox News uh, or getting Facebook feeds with a bubble, well, that's the whole left wing. We're like the exception. We're like the anomaly in this business. Anyway, thanks to all of you that listen and watch. I can't do it without you. And there are a lot of people that have been fighting for a lot of years to silence this voice on a daily basis. Trust me. Uh, we don't talk about it often, but it's very real. Anyway, I want to save you money and you won't have to sacrifice service in these tough economic times. And that's with your cell phone service. You're going to get the same exact coverage as the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, with a veteran-owned company called Pure Talk, my cell phone company. Same exact service, same 5G network, same cell towers, and you save close to $1,000 a year. 
And if you check in with Pure Talk today, you're going to get unlimited talk and unlimited text and ultra-fast 5G data, only 20 bucks a month. It's simple. Grab your phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword save now. And right now you can get unlimited talk, unlimited text, plenty of data, 20 bucks a month. Now, Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make the switch simple, fast, and easy. And all you got to do is pick up the phone, pound 250, keyword save now. And you get the same exact service, money in your pocket from Pure Talk. 